Good morning, and welcome to Simply Economics. It's Thursday, January 25th. On today's show, we'll be discussing the Hang Seng Index, ASX 200, and Nikkei 225, from central banks to macroeconomics. Plus, the World Bank is set to provide $300 million to Ghana to strengthen macroeconomic stability and support resilient economic growth. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Economics. We start off with a look at the global markets. On Wednesday, the Hang Seng Index led the Nikkei 225 and the ASX 200 into positive territory, fueled by U.S. inflation figures and central bank moves in China. However, modest overnight gains from the U.S. signal caution for Thursday, with economic indicators from Japan and Australia in focus. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent for Simply Economics. Indeed, David, the U.S. economic indicators from Tuesday set the tone for the Wednesday Asian session. Softer-than-expected U.S. consumer price inflation figures raised bets on the Fed ending its rate hike cycle. This led to a rally in the rate-sensitive tech stocks, sending the Nasdaq Composite Index up by 2.37%. And how did the Asian markets respond to these indicators? Economic indicators from Japan failed to spook investors, with a more marked economic contraction than expected, fueling bets on the Bank of Japan keeping monetary policy ultra-loose. However, economic indicators from China supported the appetite for riskier assets. Better-than-expected retail sales and industrial production numbers suggested Beijing's stimulus measures were taking effect. What about the U.S. equity markets? How did they perform on Wednesday? U.S. retail sales and producer prices supported the appetite for riskier assets on Wednesday. U.S. retail sales fell less than expected, while producer prices signaled easing demand-driven inflationary pressures. This increases the chance of an H1 2024 Fed rate cut. The Nasdaq Composite Index and S&P 500 rose by 0.07% and 0.16%, with the Dow gaining 0.47%. What should we expect for the Asian session on Thursday? The modest U.S. equity market gains may set a cautious tone for the Asian session. However, the Asian economic calendar warrants consideration. This morning, machinery orders from Japan beat forecasts, suggesting a possibly improving demand environment. However, trade data sent mixed signals. For the ASX 200, Australian employment figures could influence sentiment toward RBA monetary policy. What's the outlook for the futures market? The futures market signaled a negative start to the Thursday session. The ASX 200 and the Nikkei were down 9 and 60 points, respectively. Let's talk about the performance of individual stocks. How did they fare on Wednesday? In the ASX 200, tech rallied on the overnight slide in yields. The S&P ASX All Tech Index gained 1.92%. Mining stocks also contributed to the gains. However, oil stocks had a negative session. On the Hang Seng Index, hopes of improved U.S.-China relations and central bank policy moves contributed to the session gains. Alibaba and Tencent surged 5.05% and 4.81%, respectively. On the Nikkei 225, it was a mixed session for the main components. That was Simply Economics correspondent Bella, providing valuable insights. Now let's shift our focus to international development. The World Bank has approved a $300 million development policy operation for Ghana. This financing, provided by the bank's International Development Association, 
is set to aid Ghana's economic recovery and support the country's resilient and inclusive growth. Here with us to discuss this further is our correspondent. Can you tell us more about this development policy operation and its significance for Ghana? Certainly, David. This financing is the first in a series of three, each amounting to $300 million. It's a critical contribution aimed at easing Ghana's fiscal constraints and sustaining the momentum of economic recovery while also protecting the poor and vulnerable. The Honorable Ken Oforiata, Minister of Finance for Ghana, has emphasized the government's commitment to restoring macroeconomic stability and implementing lasting reforms for sustainable growth and transformation. This approval follows an agreement in principle by the Official Creditors Committee under the G20 Common Framework. Can you tell us more about this agreement and its implications? Yes, this agreement outlines the key parameters of the proposed debt restructuring for Ghana. It aligns with the Joint World Bank International Monetary Fund Debt Sustainability Framework and is a crucial step towards restoring debt sustainability. This is particularly significant as it will help Ghana attract more foreign investment, revitalize its domestic private sector, build resilience against climate change, and improve the quality of life of its people. What are the specific objectives of the Resilient Recovery Development Policy Operation? The operation has four main objectives. Firstly, it aims to restore fiscal sustainability. Secondly, it seeks to support financial sector stability and private sector development. Thirdly, it aims to improve energy sector financial discipline. Lastly, it seeks to strengthen social and climate resilience. The financing series will support specific reforms in these areas, including strengthening domestic revenue mobilization, controlling expenditures, safeguarding financial sector stability, removing barriers to private investment, and mainstreaming climate adaptation and mitigation across policies. Can you tell us more about the International Development Association that's providing this financing? The International Development Association, or IDA, was established in 1960. It helps the world's poorest countries by providing grants and low to zero interest loans for projects and programs that boost economic growth, reduce poverty, and improve people's lives. It's one of the largest sources of assistance for the world's 74 poorest countries. 39 of which are in Africa. Since 1960, IDA has provided $458 billion to 114 countries, with about 70% going to Africa. That was Simply Economics correspondent Michael, shedding light on the World Bank's $300 million development policy operation for Ghana. Now let's shift our focus to Nigeria, where the Economic Summit Group, or NESG, has released its macroeconomic outlook for 2024, emphasizing the need for the government to adopt an economic transformation agenda to foster sustained high economic growth. Here to discuss this further is Abby, a correspondent for Simply Economics. Can you tell us more about this report and its implications for Nigeria's economy? Certainly, David. The report outlines a phased approach to economic reform aimed at achieving transformation in the short to medium term. It provides an overview of the Nigerian economy in 2023 detailing its current status, challenges, and opportunities. The NESG believes that the policy orientation of the new government presents a unique opportunity for Nigeria to address its socioeconomic challenges and optimize its economic potential. And what does this economic transformation roadmap entail? 
The Economic Transformation Roadmap is the centerpiece of the report. It encompasses three distinct phases, stabilization, consolidation, and acceleration. These phases articulate the sequential steps and policy priorities for achieving a robust and sustainable economic transformation. The report also identifies potential inflection points, which are turning points for the Nigerian economy that are crucial for strategic decision-making. What does the report say about the outlook for the Nigerian economy in 2024? The report provides a forward-looking section that relies on comprehensive analysis and forecasting methodologies. It offers stakeholders valuable insights into the anticipated economic trajectory, facilitating informed decision-making. By combining a thorough analysis of the current economic state, a strategic roadmap, and future projections, the report aims to guide policymakers, business leaders, and other stakeholders in steering the Nigerian economy towards a trajectory of stability, consolidation, and ultimately accelerated economic growth and inclusiveness. That's certainly a comprehensive approach. How important is this report for the Nigerian economy? This report is crucial as it lays the groundwork for understanding the context in which the proposed economic transformation roadmap will be implemented. It's a strategic guide for policymakers and business leaders, providing them with the necessary insights to make informed decisions that will steer the Nigerian economy towards sustained growth and inclusiveness. That was Abby from Simply Economics, providing us with valuable insights. Now, shifting our focus to Nigeria, the governor of the central bank, Olayemi Cardoso, has acknowledged the challenges facing the Nigerian economy, but assures that this is merely a passing phase. This was stated at the launch of the 2024 Macroeconomic Outlook, themed Economic Transformation Roadmap, Medium-Term Policy Priorities, organized by the Nigerian Economic Summit Group. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, James. Indeed, David. The governor emphasized the transformation agenda of the Bola Tinubu administration, which is being designed on a progressively dynamic platform to pull the country out of economic depression. He also highlighted the pivotal role of the Nigerian Economic Summit Group, or NESG, in facilitating the formulation and implementation of national growth and transformation strategies for sustainable development. What are some of the economic challenges Nigeria is currently facing and what solutions are being proposed? The chairman of NESG, Mr. Nii Yusuf, pointed out that 2023 was a challenging year for Nigeria, marked by the rigorous implementation of demonetization policies, widespread insecurity, and a general election. These issues aggravated pre-existing macro and structural problems, significantly impacting Nigeria's socio-economic landscape and macroeconomic performance. However, with the dawn of a new government, the country is ready with political and economic opportunities to address these challenges. What impact did global events have on Nigeria's economy? Global events such as the Russia-Ukraine crisis, global supply chain disruptions, and energy and food crises heightened economic vulnerability throughout the year. The global policy rate rise in 2023 affected Nigeria, worsening inflation rates and impeding economic growth. Stringent government reforms, including the removal of fuel subsidy and exchange rate alignment, further constrained the real sector, suppressing overall economic outcomes. And what is the outlook for Nigeria's economy moving forward? The NESG chairman emphasized that more efforts are needed to reverse the country's weak and non-inclusive growth narrative. 
The Economic Transformation Roadmap outlines three phases of policy sequencing, focusing on monetary stability, effective fiscal management, local content improvement, domestic productivity enhancement, incentives to motivate private sector investments, and human, social, and natural capital development. The NESG will continue its collaborative efforts with the federal and subnational governments to achieve these transformative goals. That was Simply Economics reporter James providing insights into the economic challenges and transformation roadmap for Nigeria. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Economics. We'll see you back here tomorrow.